the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Genesis chapter 7, verses 10 through 11 and verse 18, we're continuing our series on Noah, a man of faith. And uh, we want to deal with specifically the day the ark moved and the catastrophic universal flood. The day the ark moved and the catastrophic universal flood. The scripture says, and it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, on that day all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were open. The waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. Again, the day the ark moved and the catastrophic universal flood. My friends, Noah built the ark as God instructed to the exact specifications that he required. And he also preached a message of repentance and the coming judgment of the flood for 120 years, only to have his message fall upon deaf ears, resulting with only his family, the animal kingdoms, coming aboard the ark. After seven days, the floodwaters came upon the earth, Can you imagine after several long days of being in that ark waiting on God to move, then all of a sudden, without a notice, the waters came with such torrential, indescribable force from every direction. It was an unrelenting rain with waters uh, having nowhere to go. In other words, it was like waters meeting waters which resulted in movement of the huge ark. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 7, verses 10 through 11 and verse 18, and it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the flood were on the earth in the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month. On that day, all the fountains of the great deep were broken up and the windows of heaven were opened and waters prevailed and greatly increased on the earth and the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. Perhaps Noah and his family screamed at the first movement of the ark after seven days of sitting with no movement at all. I can only imagine when that big ark moved, it probably jolted the people and the animals aboard as well, which meant that they had 
to do whatever they could to hold on for the ride of their life. There were no seatbelts and there were no rudder uh, to guide the ark. Noah had absolutely no control of where this huge ark was headed, which meant that he had to resign to the fact that only God was in control of sustaining and navigating the ark through the raging flood waters. With that being said, what do you do when the storms in your life are raging? Noah was in a storm, the likes of which he had never experienced. It was a huge storm. It was a catastrophic flood. And here they were tucked in this ark, safe and secure, in the midst of a raging storm. And my friends, all the storms of life are not gone. Just what do you do when the storms in your life are raging? Now, in this life, storms are inevitable. You don't have to go looking for them. They know your address. Either you're coming out of a storm, or perhaps you're currently in a storm, or there is an imminent storm that is about to intrude into your life. Trials come in the form of sickness and disease. They come in the form of accidents, financial hardships, marital challenges, separation, and even divorce. Storm comes in the form of prodigal children who are wayward, difficulties in the workplace, unemployment, the death of precious loved ones, and much more. In this particular passage, my friend, Noah and his family find themselves in a raging storm, in a raging flood, the likes of which they had never experienced. It was the largest flood in all of human history. The sheer magnitude of it could not be measured. It was frightening, and I could only imagine the sounds of the thunder, the lightning, the rain, the movement of this vast ark on top of the waters as that ark go up, goes up, up, and up, brought chills down the spines of those who were in the ark. Just what do you do when you are ambushed by a storm? Now, Noah was an ambush. He had been preparing this off for 120 years. He knew it was coming. Uh, sometimes you see them coming at you like a train, and other times they blindside you. What do you do when the storms of life are raging? Or you see it coming at you, and there is absolutely no way to avoid that storm. You had better write down every principle principle because you're going to need this so that you won't get sunk or sink in the midst of your storm. Number one, Noah had a relationship with God before the storm, which preserved him in the midst of the storm. Let me tell you something. You had better know God now. Know God in the sunshine. No God when things are well, when the marriage is going well, when your children are behaving, uh, when your health is pretty good, when the car is running pretty well, and when that job is, 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 is okay right now. Because it's not going to always be that way. 
There are curves in life. Sometimes God takes you in a way you've not been before. And before that storm comes, I submit to you today, you had better have a relationship with Jesus before the storm, which will preserve you in the midst of the storm. It says in Genesis chapter 6, verse 9b, nor was a just man, which means he was righteous before that storm. You don't want to go into a storm spiritually crazy-headed. Stubborn and rebellious. Uh, Noah was a just man. He was righteous. He was perfect in, in his generation. Noah, the scripture says, Noah walked with God. He had communion with God. He had fellowship with God. He had intimacy with God. Uh, he had a relationship with God. And my friends, it's a tragic thing indeed when a person is in the storm without a relationship with Jesus. Where do you go to? When the storms of life are raging, who do you turn to when no one wants to listen? Who do you lean on when there's no foundation stable? I tell you what I do. I go to the rock of Jesus. I know he's able to keep me in the midst of of raging storms. You have better you had better have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Secondly, what do you do when the storms are raging? Secondly, when you know when you know God for yourself, you must realize that you are not alone. When you know God for yourself, you must realize that you are not alone. Noah survived the universal flood because God was in the ark with him. And let me tell you something, as long as you got King Jesus, he's enough. That's right. Money couldn't keep Noah. The the booze, the alcohol couldn't keep Noah. Uh, The pleasures of this world couldn't keep Noah. But but, but Noah, when he had none of those things, the friends couldn't keep him. They They were not there. It was Noah, God, his family, and the animals. God was in the boat with Noah. And my friends, when the presence of God is in your life, you too can have victory over your storms. First John chapter five, verse four says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. You can't overcome unless you're in Christ. You can't have victory unless you're in Christ. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith, our faith in whom? Our faith in Christ. You must have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, Many folk in the midst of a storm, they collapse. They have nervous breakdowns. They worry themselves to, to death. They go into depression. They go backwards and not forward simply because they don't have the presence of God in the storm. Listen, in life, you better be assured of the presence of God in your life. You better know that God is with you. I can take comfort without a doubt that I know that I know I know that God is with me. That's right. And when God is with you, be that as it may, it doesn't matter what comes, what form, what package. Sometimes it looks like you're down and almost out, but you're not out. That's right. A setback is a setup for a comeback. A setback is a setup for a comeback. And folk want to write you off, uh, tell them, hey, hold it, hold, don't write me off. You don't know the last chapter of my life yet. I know a God who's able to keep me in the midst 
of the storm. Thirdly, in the storm, make sure you have favor from the Lord before the storm which gives you God's protection in the midst of the storm. Make very sure that you have God's favor from the Lord before the storm, which gives you God's protection in the midst of the storm. In Genesis chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, it says, Then the Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And the Lord was sorry that he had made man on the earth, and he was grieved in his heart. God was grieved. So the Lord said, I will destroy man whom I have created from the face of the earth. In other words, it was that, that age and generation was so wicked. Just like today, both man and beast, creeping things, and birds of the air, for I am sorry that I have made them. But, is the contrast, nor found grace in the eyes of the Lord. In the midst of America, that's so wicked now. Well, wrong seems right, and, and lies are exalted instead of, instead of truth where the emphasis is on political correctness and all these kinds of things, do you, like Noah, find favor in the eyes of God, grace in the eyes of the Lord? Listen, you need favor from God before the storm. Noah found grace in the eyes of God because he had favor from God. The scripture says in Genesis 6, 8, that Noah found grace in the eyes of God. In other words, Noah experienced God's kindness. That's grace. Noah experienced God's graciousness. That's grace. Noah was not like most people today and in his times. He didn't seek power like people do today. He didn't seek prestige or popularity. I imagine he was talked about, criticized, put down, called crazy, called ignorant, called a fool. He had something his critics didn't have. He had something that transcended all of these passing temporal things, which was favor from God. And I submit to you today that it's a dangerous thing indeed to go head on into a storm without favor from God. Listen, you may have money, but the better part is favor. Huh? You may have a good reputation, but the better part is favor. That's right. You might have a, a nice house and three dogs and three cats and a nice manicured lung. lung. I'd, rather not have a, I'd rather be in a one little efficiency, that's right, with no dog, no television, and very little money, maybe a slice of bread and some tuna fish, but have favor from God. You can have all this world, but give me Jesus. Number four, I'm getting too happy with this thing. It's a lot in this message. Storms, storms cause us to be more dependent upon God, especially when we don't understand what he is doing in our lives through the storms. Noah had no idea where he was headed. He didn't know whether he was going east. He didn't know whether he was going west. He didn't know whether he was going north. He didn't know whether he was going south. South, he didn't even know his final destination. 
Therefore, he had to trust and depend upon God who was in control of his circumstances. The scripture says in verse 18b, the ark moved about on the surface of the waters. All Noah knew, all that he knew was that he was moving on the water. No sense of direction, no map quest, no navigational system. He just trusted God as that boat moved. My friend, I tell you what, that's when you know God is with you. It's when you can be content and see his hand at work even when you don't understand. Number five, obedience is so essential when it comes to surviving the storms of life. In the midst of storms, obedience is so essential when it comes to surviving the storms of life. Whereas sin and rebellion will destroy your life. If Listen, the worst thing you can do is be rebellious in a storm. I mean, when you're in a storm, that ought to get your attention and straighten you up and ought to cause you to read the Bible more. And if you haven't been praying, that storm will remind you to pray. That's right. The worst thing you can do is be a hellion in the storm. That's, 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 you're in bad shape. You're going to act a fool in the storm? I never forget my, my pastor, old man Samson, gone be with the Lord. He said he was out, he was in a home with, with another uh, brother uh, that was, I guess he was crazy in the head or whatever, and it was a tremendous storm. You know those storms when they get bad, the lightning and the thunder and all that? Grandma would tell kids back then, go sit yourself down. The Lord is moving. Cut the television off. Shut shut that stuff off. God is doing his work. Be still. Now we don't cut nothing off. God's got to strike. (laughs) So he was in that house with that that gentleman, uh, and that guy was just crazy in the head. He was just cussing God and mocking God and calling God name. He was just blasphemous and all of these things against God. And my pastor said he was over in the corner just shielding himself because he didn't know if one of those lightning bolts was just going to come through there and strike. And he would just position himself for safety purposes. And, and all, but God did not strike that man. The, the, God did not. God spared that man. That was his grace. But... Months, maybe years later, I don't remember the count exactly, a little bug went into his ear and set up an infection and killed him. God says, I don't need a lightning bolt to kill you. I can take a little ant to crawl into your inner ear, sting you, set up infection, and kill you. I want to tell you today, God's still in the killing business. And if you act crazy in the storms, okay, God said, God knows how to wipe you out. Okay, oh, you go play hardball with me? You don't know who you're messing with. I'm the creator of the world. Are you going to go there? Okay, let's go there. When I get through with you, you wish you hadn't been there. God Almighty. Obedience is so essential when it comes to surviving the storms of life, whereas sin and rebellion will destroy your life. Genesis 7-5 says, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. If Noah had a rebellious spirit, he would have destroyed the human race and the animal kingdom as well. Number six, it is our faith in Christ 
that will successfully carry us through the storms of life. It is our what? Faith in Christ that will successfully carry us through the storms of life. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 says, by faith. Underline that. The New Testament gives an account of Noah. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. He had not seen a flood and raging storms and water and lightning. Moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. And let me tell you some storms have a way of building your faith. That's right. Some of you have little faith and God wants to refine your faith. He wants to build your faith. And you need to ask God in the midst of a psalm, Lord, increase my faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God, says Hebrews eleven six a But with faith, God will bless you. He will sustain you and he will keep you. This whole business of walking with God is a faith walk. Say faith walk. Trusting God, depending on God, believe in God against all insurmountable odds. Let me just break it down. We come to Christ by faith. Then once we come by faith, we, we grow in the faith. We walk by faith. And we are to die in what? Faith. It is faith from the new birth all the way till you close your eyes in death. It is a faith walk. Noah was a man of faith. From faith to faith, Noah lived and glorified God. You cannot please God without faith. You got to believe him when you don't see anything. You've been praying for that man. You've been praying for that, hu- that husband. You've been praying for that father. You've been praying for that wife. You've been praying for sickness and, and all of these things. You've been praying for finances and all these things. Uh, you, you need to start walking by faith. That's why some people don't tithe. It's because they don't have what? Faith. It takes faith to tithe. That's right. And, and I declare to you that more folk make, oftentimes, the less they give God. Instead of being grateful, they are ungrateful and hold back that which God has blessed them with. You acknowledge that every good and perfect gift comes from above. Number seven, in the storms of life, refuse to blame God or possess a critical spirit. In other words, don't go negative in a storm. Don't be a whiner and a crybaby. If you fail to guard your mouth, you may intensify the storm. Some people, that's right, guard your mouth. Be careful. But if you begin to praise God in the midst of the storm, it may subside sooner. Start enjoying God. Start singing to God. Start, Start lifting up your hands to God and say, God will take care of me. I mean, just believe God, trust and obey, for there's no other way. You begin to sing and pray and worship God, the storm may subside sooner. But if you get all negative and you all mean and angry with God and you blaming everybody else, you may be lengthening the storm in your life. God may be saying, you know what, I'm not going to lighten up on you till you shut your mouth. Strangely, there is no mention 
of anyone in the ark complaining. That's, that's amazing. That's a miracle right there. Y'all, y'all comfortable and complain. <laughs> Job chapter 2, verses 9 through 10 says, Then his wife, Job's wife, Mrs. Job, said to Job, Do you still hold fast to your integrity? You need to read that whole account in Job chapter 1 and 2. He had lost everything. Lost their children, lost their livelihood, lost their animals, lost, lost their home, lost everything. And lost his health. She seen his condition, and she was all depressed and out of it. She said, Joe, curse God and die. Now, listen, you need to know when your spouse is speaking from the devil. All right? Sometimes your, your spouse can speak from the Lord, and sometimes your spouse can speak from the devil. Identify it and, know, and don't, don't call your spouse a devil. That's the other side. You being a devil right now, woman. You being a devil right now, man. No, no, wait a minute, but be careful about what you say. You know, don't call him a devil, but, but you can just say, God, now where is that coming from? Is, is God speaking or is that you? Is that flesh? Is that really God's divine purpose of what you're saying? She said, curse God and die. I tell you, when I die, I don't want to die cursing God. That's right. I mean, I said, oh, God, help me. Oh, God, I'll be naming every sin. I'll be pleading the blood of Jesus. I'll be crying. Oh, God, I need you now. Oh, God, forgive me of the sin back in 1932. Forgive me of the sin. Oh, God, help me. Shake me up. Strip me. Make me. I ain't thinking about cursing. Curse God and die when I'm about to die. Are you kidding me? Watch the counsel you receive in the midst of the storm. Mrs. Job said, curse God and die. But Job said to her, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. In other words, that was a nice way of calling his wife a fool. Shall we indeed accept good from God? Now, we love the good. We love it when God blesses us with new jobs and new opportunities and new beginnings. Oh, we love that. We, I'm happy. But Job said, Shall we indeed accept good from God? And shall we not accept adversity? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and He knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust Him, lean on Him, and to acknowledge Him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on Him and Him alone to uniquely perform His good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Families and friends, join the entire Maranatha Bible Church family for food, fun, prizes, and fellowship at its 2022 Hallelujah Fun Festival on Saturday, October 29th from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. on the Maranatha grounds. Fun activities for all ages include photo booths, ball pits, moon bounces, pony rides, petting zoo, pumpkin hunt, s'mores, cakewalk, and so much more. See you on the 29th at 11 a.m. 
join the Maranatha Bible Church family on Sunday, November 13th at 10 a.m. as we celebrate our annual Military Appreciation Day to recognize and thank veterans, all branches of the military, and their families for their self-sacrificing service and selfless determination to uphold the United States of America as the land of the free and the home of the brave. Worship with us as we honor these individuals, countless of whom paid the ultimate price for our freedom. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.